Just want to start by saying it's a great day to make some money and maybe just be a little bit better than yesterday. As we get started with our daily financial news, a couple of reminders. If you're new to the channel, this is our boy Jimbo, 15 and a half year old Shih Tzu. If you're a frequent viewer of the channel, I got to tell you, Jimbo has had some staying power this morning. He got me up at 3 a.m. and he is yet to go to sleep. Yeah, buddy, that's you. What's up? What's going on? Anyways, hopefully he will be asleep by 8 o'clock when we uh, do our live Q&A. If you don't know, something that we will do in about 29 minutes is I will do a live Q&A just, uh, just for you on this channel. Just answer all of your real estate, stock market, investing questions. Again, from my standpoint, my opinion, been watching the markets for well over 20 years, have moved in and out of real estate markets, seen what happens when they go crazy, seeing what happens when they go bad, lending, things of that nature. Uh, in addition to that, uh, you know, I will have a nine o'clock session in the private Facebook group for my students. So as we get started, I have, a, I have one of those questions that I'm going to ask you now, and I will answer at the end of the video. But I'm hoping you take a moment. If you're watching live, feel free to put something in the comments. If you're watching recorded, Go ahead and hit pause and leave your answer below. Question is, what are the two most overvalued real estate markets? So think city. And then second, what do you think are the two most overpriced states? Now, this was an article done by Fitch Ratings. Their analyst looked at the top 100 metros. So that's the first answer. So think big city. And then they looked at all 50 states. So again, just curious. What do you think they are? And um, of the four answers, right, two cities and two states, I only got one of the four right. If I was being honest with myself and thinking about what are the four, I would have only gotten four. So that should tell you might not be what you are thinking. So we'll get to that at the end. Next up, it is very, very clear that under the current administration, we are going to be spending and spending fast and spending large. As I sit back and look at this, and I look at some of the reports about the wealth divide and the rich and the poor and all of those things, let's just realize that owning assets, really the core of this channel, right? Single family homes, small multis, is the way to kind of unfair share of wealth. It's not by, you know, working a day job. It's not by buying toys or new cars or things of that nature. It is owning assets. If you can own assets with remarkably cheap 30-year debt, like, you know, 2 2.6, 2.9, 3.1% interest, all the better. If it's protected with by inflation, both in value and rent or cash flow, all the better. Cash flow goes up as mortgage stays the same with inflation. Throw in some tax benefits, the ability to learn your market, find your unfair advantage. Now's the time, people. 2021's the time to learn your market. I've been telling you for quite a while now that it's, it's time. Inventory will be increasing. And for those that take the, the opportunity, you should be able to get some deals in 2021 because it is clear that the dollar is going to suffer uh, it is clear that we printed about 25% of all dollars ever created in the last year. 
and we're probably going to do it again. Yeah. So that's not good. That's not good. So you want to own assets. You just want to own assets. If you want to be part of the wealthy, you want to look back and see how you helped your family in a decade or two. Real estate's the way to go. It's not buying GameStop. It's not buying silver. It's not buying any of these momentum plays that feel good in the moment and then hurt most people. So just realize that. Then, this hurts to say, after we pass 1.9 trillion, we are likely going to have an infrastructure bill. And I'm going to put it down right now on this video, February 6th. That bill, that sticker is going to be at least $4 trillion. $4 trillion. That's bigger than the CARES Act, which I think was 3.3 or 3.2. trillion on top of one. We're going to spend $6 trillion, or at least approve. Now, we probably won't spend it all, but we are going to approve $6 trillion you know, in the first 90 days of 2021. That money's got to go somewhere. It's going to help employment. It's going to help lots of people, no doubt. But it is going to be inflationary. It is going to cause, it is going to cause people who want bonds, like the 10-year treasury, they're going to ask for more interest. You just, you can't fight that. The Fed is going to lose the 10-year treasury. The, the rate, I think, is up to 1.14 as of yesterday. It is going to go up and that will pull mortgages. Not this year, but it is going to happen, right? They can, they can battle it in the short term. The bond vigilantes, as they're called, won't let it happen long term. And by long term, 12 months or so. Learn real estate. Get your rentals now. Let's, let's, let's do our homework. So let's just realize that's coming. Next thing up, let's talk about the week ahead. Lots of earnings coming, right? We are in the throw of it. I think last week was technically the most busy week, but this week is going to have some significant names. On Monday, I'm going to be looking at Simon Properties. If you don't know who Simon Properties are, they are the largest owner of Class A, Class A malls. They've had a rough go of it, uh, but now we have seen retailers have better numbers. We're seeing more and more of the country actually open up. So we'll see if people have started paying Simon Properties their, at least their existing rent, and maybe they have caught up on past rent. So we, we shall see. Tuesday, we've got a couple of tech uh, companies. First, Cisco. Cisco Systems is one of those companies I follow because that's where I made a lot of that uh, riches back in 2000 where I turned 7K into 200 only to lose it. Uh, Cisco is a big part of the upside. Uh, and uh, so still hurts. Still hurts losing all that money. And then Twitter. Twitter's going to be an interesting one. See what, see what it's doing. See if Twitter, the ad revenue and things of that nature. Wednesday brings us General Motors. We're going to find out how big this chip shortfall is. If you don't know, a lot of the auto manufacturers are having to cut back manufacturing lines. <coughs> Sorry about that. So they're having to cut back manufacturing lines and they're having to cut back. They first cut back on their compact cars, which are not great money makers, but now they're cutting back on SUVs and full size pickup trucks. That's not good. That's where they make their money. And that just tells you how bad the chip supplies are. We've got to figure this out because this is going, this could be inflationary uh, if we don't figure out these supply chains. Then of course we have Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, we're going to see, right? Coca-Cola has a disproportionate amount of its earnings from events, right? 
think sporting events, think um, uh, sporting events and concerts and all of that. And that stuff has been shut down. Restaurants and things of that nature. Coke, Coke invested heavily over a hundred years working their way into that. And that stuff's been shut down. So we're going to see if that's turning around, if there is any rays of sunshine ahead. And then on Thursday, kind of always a day after Coke, I don't know why, we have PepsiCo. PepsiCo is going to be interesting. The last three quarters or so, they have really smoked Coke when you compare earnings to earnings. And uh, that's because they have Frito-Lay. They bought Frito-Lay and they bought other things, kind of diversifying their um, income statement with other brands. So we'll see where that goes. We have PayPal's Investor Day. It would be interesting to talk about where they're going. They obviously went the crypto space the last time they had Investor Day, talking about their PayPal users buying crypto, which was market moving. And then we have Disney. Disney could be, quite frankly, the largest or best grand opening play. For those of you in California, can you believe Disneyland is still closed? The happiest place on earth has been closed almost a year. I think that is a tragedy. And we need to recall Gavin Newsom just for that bonehead error. Just dumb. And of course, on Thursday, we also have new unemployment claims. Let's see if we continue our trend down as more of the country opens up. So that's what I got for the news. Now to answer the question we started. Remember, the most overvalued markets and most overvalued states. So here we go. First markets. Number one. And we got to talk to Brian Lebo and see what he thinks about this one is Las Vegas. Las Vegas is the most overvalued at 28%. Again, I don't think I would have gotten that. I might have. Uh, but the second one is Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas appears to be 24% overvalued. Again, this is Fitch Ratings article I found on, I think I found this on Bloomberg. And then the states, I was thinking about the markets, and then the states, number one, would not have gotten this one, Idaho. Idaho. Idaho has had a huge migration, especially from California, of people moving in, probably causing their real estate to spike in great numbers. And then number two, I prob this is the only one I probably would have got, and this was Nevada. Nevada is overvalued as well. So again, let me know what you think. Hopefully you got one of those, uh, one of those four because that's all I got. I got one of the four, didn't get the others. Again, it's a great day to make some money. Be a little bit better today than you were yesterday. And we will be talking again in 20 minutes. And we'll see if Jimbo's going to stay quiet. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.